From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods, and a big Hi there to those of you listening in on one of our affiliate stations across North America. And just a reminder, due to the content of tonight's show, we are not live streaming on the uh, YouTube channel Strange Planet. However, this program will be posted to my Rumble channel. Go to rumble.com, rumble.com, and search under channels for Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. And don't forget to uh, subscribe while you're there. Science writer, co-founder, senior fellow at Principia Scientific International, Joseph Olson stays with us. He's the co-author of Slaying the Sky Dragon, Death of the Greenhouse Gas Theory. And we are talking about the pandemic. We were talking about the vaccines. We've been talking about one of the reported ingredients in the vaccine, which has been denied by the fact checkers, graphene oxide nanotubes. I'm mentioning fact checkers. Uh, It was just revealed recently about the so-called fact-checkers at Facebook. What's going on there? What can you tell us about these fact-checkers at Facebook? They're funded by a group that owns billions of stock in Johnson & Johnson, and the director of the company that is doing the funding for them is a former CDC director. (laughs) You know, no conflict of interest on the part of the the. The Poke Police, which is one good name that I've heard for them, and I really like using the term jab because that that is a little more invective about what these people are actually doing. Just to back up a little bit and avoid using the term circle back, but anyhow, the Rockefeller (laughs) Foundation. I think we all want to strike that from the vocabulary. Oh, it's so overused. Anyhow. The Rockefeller Foundation and John Hopkins University had a war game simulation called Operation Lockdown in June of 2001 based on biowarfare gaming. Then NASA had Future Wars 2025 in July of 2001 and a great video on that is Aaron and Melissa Dykes, who were formerly with InfoWars, went out on their own, and they own TruthStreamMedia.com. And so if you go to NASA Future Wars is already here, it's very disturbing. A hundred PowerPoint slide, uh, almost an eight-hour long lecture by NASA, how they were going to use trauma-based mind control in order to enact lockdowns and force inoculations. And this is in 2001. Had Operation Dark Winter, Scenarios for Future Technology in 2010, the Quad X Pandemic Simulation in 2018, and then Event 201, the Corona Pandemic in 2019. So wargaming using biological weapons has been a standard format for these people for decades. You mentioned dark winter. Joe Biden kept using that during the campaign. Do you remember? It's going to be a dark winter, a dark winter. He was referring then to this tabletop war game scenario? Yes, June 2001. Operation Lockstep, scenarios 
for Future Technology, Claude X, Pandemic, Event 201. They, they've been wargaming this down to the minute detail, the news broadcasting, the uh, anticipated public responses, the pushback, the how they were going to fight the pushback, you know, the, the complete control of media. But the most disturbing thing was that NASA was in there, and they were saying they were going to use trauma-based mind control in order to control the population for the continuation of government. And for continuation of government, that doesn't mean the you know the nice, wonderful government we all you know eat hot dogs and and kiss babies and uh, you know uh, play baseball over. This is the government that is the dark government that is operating around the world, transporting drugs and, and trafficking human beings and organs and. Uh, weapons, and this is the government that we don't know about that is concerned with preserving itself, and it's also concerned with destroying the rest of humanity, I'm convinced at this point, which is really sad that that these people have this level of power and that they've had this power for centuries. And yet, information is now coming out. Even the CDC has had to admit, and Dr. Fauci admitted, that if you've had the vaccine, even if you've had the vaccine, you can still spread it. You can still get it, but you can still spread it. If you've had the vaccine and you can still spread it, then what is the possible rationale for vaccine passports? What difference does it make if you've had a vaccine or you haven't had a vaccine? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem when you try putting logic to evil. It's like uh, you can't find any logical reason for following the evil agenda. I heard Dr. Robin Armstrong, who is on President Trump's medical advisory board, and he's a Texas doctor, and then also Dr. Stella Emanuel, who is one of the frontline doctors. And she's suing CNN for slander over their statements about HCQ. And amazingly, you can go to Fauci's own funded studies. This is an article that was published by Brian Fisher, and it's jamesfetzer.org. Fauci knew about HCQ in 2005. Nobody needed to die. And it was based on an article in, in reference, a Fauci-funded article. High, uh, chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. This is Fauci writing this article. Well, this was a Fauci-funded article in 2005 ah, when they had the first you know, SARS-1. Right, they, they praising the effectiveness. Proof. And vitamin D, Anthony Fauci used to brag that he took 9,000 IUs international units a day, 9,000 international units a day of vitamin D, and now nobody talks about vitamin D. Oh, yeah, and almost everybody is vitamin D deficient, and it's a wonderful thing to have. Then what Fauci did is is back in February of 2020, when Trump said that he was using HCQ, Fauci rushed over to the Veterans Administration and said, I need you to do a real quick test on a bunch of veterans that have COVID, and let's see if we can prove that HCQ doesn't work. So this is an article that was published at Med rxiv.org outcomes of hcq usage 
in U.S. veterans with coronavirus. So they took veterans that were already sick, which is not the best use of HCQ. It can work as a cure, but if you're already really sick, it's past the point where HCQ is effective. But what they did is instead of providing the best standard of care for our veterans, they selected 368 patients, divided them into groups, they gave them substandard care, and out of those groups they were able to kill up to 28% of the veterans so that he could turn around and say that HCQ was dangerous. So these are the men that we honor their service by overdosing them with a cure that is past the point where it is a cure so that we can turn around and demonize a cure for the rest of the people in our population. I think it was McCullough that said that had he used HCQ, 85% of his patients would have never needed to be hospitalized. And I was at the rally in Texas on May 9th when they busted Shelley Luther, who is the hairstylist, I wrote an article on it called Remember the Alamode Review. It's posted at, actually at the Texas AMA website of all places, but also at PSI and at James Fetzer's site. And they had a doctor there named Yvette Lozano, who is a practicing doctor in the Dallas area, and she'd given all of her staff HCQ for a couple of months at that point, and then she had treated at that point about 30 patients. And when she announced that at the rally, the Texas AMA sent an order over to the Texas Medical Board, which is just a puppet group of 19 people appointed by the governor, some of them doctors, some of them not, and then they turned around and were going to revoke her license. They were also going to revoke the license of Robin Armstrong and Stella Emanuel. So really disturbing the way that the medical mafia operates. They have complete control over the AMA, which I also included in one of my articles, and I'll have to dig that one up while we're we're discussing other things. I'll do a quick review of the AMA because it's pretty disgusting. Um, Well, we have the College of Physicians and Surgeons up here in Canada, and you mentioned, or we both were talking about Dr. Charles Hoff earlier, who is reporting 62% of his post-jab patients have blood clots. 62% of his post-jab patients have blood clots, and he is being threatened by the British Columbia College of Physicians and Surgeons. They would like to take away his license if he doesn't stop speaking out about these adverse vaccine events. The same thing in Ontario. Doctors who speak out are being censored or being threatened with having their license revoked. I don't know whatever happened to, you know, one of the most important tenets of medicine, which is first do no harm. I don't, I, I don't understand how in good conscience these governing bodies can be treating doctors that are speaking out about this in such in, in this way i don't understand it yeah i don't either american medical association was founded in 1847 has approximately 250,000 members the texas ama is the largest chapter in the nation the thing about the ama is that they're able to buy group liability insurance which is one of the highest costs that a doctor's office faces as far as operational costs, is their liability insurance. And if you can't buy group rates through AMA, you pretty much can't have a private practice. 
And that's what basically, so they're, they're in an extortion racket to keep the AMA going. And then the directorship of AMA, they're not involved in treating patients. They're the ones that are like running the hospitals. And so they don't have a problem of ordering like Methodist Hospital did all 26,000 employees to get an experimental jab. And they make money from the pharmaceutical industry directly, so they definitely don't have a problem. And then right after they started making these announcements, there was an article here in Texas that said private practice clinics suffer 50% reduction in patients and revenue. And so when I wrote my article, Woo Flu at Warp Speed, if you like your doctor, you can keep your artificial intelligence virtual reality version of your robot doctor. Because apparently what they're trying to do is completely destroy the private medical practice where you have small doctors that, you know, can't afford the liability insurance and so they have to be members of the AMA and then the AMA turns around and says, no, we're perfectly fine with not allowing you to use ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and we're perfectly happy with uh, you being forced to be vaccinated. It's crazy. It's beyond crazy. It's bloody frightening is what it is. I want to ask you about the variants. We keep hearing about the Delta variant, the Delta Plus variant, the Lambda variant. But we're also hearing from Dr. Roger Hodkinson, who is, uh, I don't know if he's on the Dirty Dozen list or not. He's a um, Royal College trained pathologist. He was, I believe, the chief pathologist in Edmonton. He's been very outspoken. I've asked him about whether the vaccines are causing the variants. I've also talked to Dr. Peter McCullough about this and others. Also, Professor Luc Montagnier, the the co-discoverer of HIV, Nobel Prize winning virologist, wrote this study saying the vaccines are causing the variants. Does that make sense to you, that the vaccines are responsible for these variants? Well, first of all, it's really difficult to isolate the base virus, which would be the, you know, SARS-2 and then to say that you also have variants of that when they've done very few autopsies to actually isolate the virus in anybody that's died. So there's a school of thought that there's no virus ever been isolated, number one, so how could you isolate a variant? And the next thing is there's 24 letters in the Greek alphabet, so how soon are we going to run out of letters just like we run out of hurricane names, you know? I mean, it's like they can keep going on variants forever and saying, well, now you have to have this booster jab, and now you have to put your mask back on, and now you have to put two masks on, and now you have to lock down. And and whatever they haven't destroyed in the way of our civil society before uh, is on on the chopping block now. It's absolutely criminal. That's the plan, isn't it, is slowly just wear us down until we all, even the ones that hold out, the the last ones to hold out for the vaccine, to take away every last little bit of freedom until we all just surrender. I mean, that's the aim. They are insistent that 100% of us take the vaccine, but they're going to do it by wearing us down. Is that it? That's what it appears, and that's what a whole bunch of people on the rest of the planet have started to figure out. They're having massive protests all over Europe, particularly France and Italy. And they've had brutal beatdowns by the police in Germany. And then Australia's fixing to explode. So I'm just shocked that we can't seem to put together a decent rally in Texas. I went to 30 
Stop the Steal and Open Texas rallies in Texas last year, and I don't think there was more than 300 people at any one of those rallies. So what we're facing then is this time, and I've always said that this is kind of a beta test, so there'll be another variant or there'll be another pandemic, and we'll be told you have to take the jab for this one, and then next week it'll be something else, and you have to take the jab for that one. And if you don't have your passport and you don't have your jab, jab, you are excluded from functioning in society. That's it. That's where we're heading, right? Well, then they've got those other threat vectors. They can shut down the food supply. They can shut down the, um, the petroleum supply, just like they did with the Colonial Pipeline. They can uh, shut down the power supply like they did in Texas during the big freeze. They've, they've got the ability to shut down virtually everything that makes life functional. So, you know, we've got enormous number of vi- uh, vulnerabilities, and they've got all of the threat vectors. I mean, we're talking the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which the Bible probably didn't get it correct, but, you know, you can give them a give them the benefit of the doubt because they were 2,000 years ahead of the curve. But the way the current, the current four horsemen are, it's war, famine, pestilence, and, and plague. And so, you know, they own war, they own pestilence, which would be, you know, your biodegradation elements, uh, famine, and then plague. And so they own, they own, the monopolies have the power to control all four of those force vectors against us, and they have the will to do it. And and that's where we are as as a as a world at this point. And it's not even as a nation; the whole world is suffering under this yoke of tyranny. So I wish I found a, a happy way out of it. But at this point, the only happy thing I see is that a lot of people are waking up. And like I say, every epiphany is permanent. Once you wake up, you can't be put back to sleep, and you can only be lied to by those you trust. And once you no longer trust these people then we can start saying, okay, you have no power over us because we do not trust you, and any power you exert is um, is extrajudicial, and so we will not follow your rules, and we will just, we will not obey your lockdowns, we will not obey your masks, we will not allow you to inoculate our children against our will, you will, we will not allow you to inoculate us against our will, and uh, we just need to push back. And there's some exciting things happening, particularly in regards to the voting systems, which have probably put puppets in place worldwide. And I really don't think that the people of Canada wanted Twinkle Toes Trudeau, and I don't think the people of Australia wanted Danny Boy Andrews, and I don't think the people of France wanted Micron Macron. And so... Bottom line is these people were all installed by crooked Dominion uh, parent company voting machines. And even though there's like eight voting machine manufacturers, here in Texas we use Heart InterCivic and election systems and software, but they use for their collating Optech software, which is owned by Dominion. So even though they make a big point about not using Dominion machines, we know for a fact that they stole a million votes and probably a half dozen House seats, which is enough to flip it from Nancy Pelosi's four-seat majority to a, you know, other side of the uniparty, which is the rhinos, 
uh, majority, but at least it would break the the uh, control of the House. And Mike All right, Lindell I've got to take another time out. Sorry, Joseph, i got to jump in here. We uh, we have a break here. We'll come back and, uh, and discuss further. Joseph A. Olson, the uh, senior fellow co-founder of Principia Scientific International. And uh, more of our conversation in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. All right, we are back with Joseph Olson, co-founder, senior fellow at Principia Scientific International. Go to principia-scientific.com, principia-scientific.com. You mentioned it's going to take a kind of a groundswell of of people pushing back. What about in the scientific community? Are you starting to see cracks? Are you starting to see enough people waking up who are willing to stand up and speak out no matter the cost, whether it might mean, you know, losing tenure or, or losing their position entirely? Well, there's, there's an enormous number of doctors that are pushing back at this point, you know, because they're actually on the front line and they're dealing with the patients. So, that's a really hopeful sign. And then, like I was mentioning, um, you know, this is a broad-scale fraud, and the biggest fraud at this point, in addition to the COVID, which is life-threatening, but another huge fraud that's about to be exposed is the election fraud that we had. And that's uh, there's two documentaries that so far that have been produced by Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. One is absolute proof, and the other one is absolute interference. He says in absolute interference they flipped a million votes in Texas, which I don't doubt. But he's having a, a cyber symposium August 10th, 11th, and 12th in Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota. And it's open for, I think, as many as 5,000 IT specialists. You have to get approved to get in. But then it will be broadcast live, and it will be a a multi-hour presentation on the 34 terabytes of captures that they got of information packets going from Dominion collating machines in America out to domestic and foreign adversaries where the numbers were altered and sent back. So they've got real-time data in exactly how the electronic theft of the election happened, and they've got plenty of evidence on the physical paper ballots. So that's going to be pretty much of a ground-shaking event if we uh, have the first time ever. You know, it was was ground-shaking when when Nixon resigned and it was ground shaking when Agnew resigned and it was ground shaking when, you know, a whole bunch of other, uh, we've had nothing but minority elected presidents because they've had less than 50% in half the elections in the last century in the United States. So we have a defective political system. Anybody that wants to understand how things actually work needs to read a book by G. Edward Griffin called The Creature from Jackal Island which is about the formation of the Federal Reserve and the banking system. Oh, we've talked about it many times on this yeah, program and, and, and uh, had G. Edward on as well. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a wonderful man, really. I've, I've watched a bunch of his videos. I'd love to meet him in person, but I just haven't been able to get to his events. They're too remote from my location. But anyhow, yeah, that's that's the underlying problem. 
And, you know, when I was in college, they required us to take a course in economics. And I thought, you know, why does an engineer need to take economics? Okay, great. And so we walk in the first day of class, and the the instructor says, well, I'm going to explain to you in simple terms the um, the concept of supply and demand. Two guys get washed up on a deserted island, and they have nothing. And they they agree that one of them's going to go one direction around the island, and the other one's going to go to the other, and they'll meet on the other side and share what they find. So they walk around the island, they get to the other side. One guy's got a briefcase with a million dollars, and the other guy's got two bananas. What's the price of a banana? And so if if you have a printing press that can produce an infinite amount of money, and you can put that in the stock market, and you can put that in your selected um, uh, high-tech industries and your social media platforms, and you can pump up those stocks, and you know you can basically manipulate everybody in that portion of the system. Then you have a system that's inherently defective, and that system is going to have to have to fall at some point. So I always was worried about Armageddon, the end of the world, but actually. Armageddon is the end of the world as you knew it. And the world that we knew was a fairy tale, and the world that we now know is evil and corrupt and despotic, and so we need to end the world as, as we knew it. We need, to, we need to have a reset, but we don't need to have the reset that the World Economic Forum has planned for us. That's right. We need to create our own great reset. Absolutely right. I've been saying that for quite a while. Um, what What is the great re- reset that Mr. Schwab uh, imagines for us? I mean, you know, obviously he outlines it in, in his book, uh, but for those who, hasn't, who haven't read it, I mean, we hear things uh, coming out of the World Economic Forum like you will own nothing and you will be happy. Um Another report came out and said that uh, this was actually from the University of Leeds in England. In order to, because here's the, uh, you know, along with COVID, the uh, the other twin uh, is, is you know, global warming, climate change. And I, I, I sincerely believe that we will see lockdowns in some form or another uh, in order to forestall climate change. That's coming next. That's why I say this is a beta test. Wait till uh, people see what, you know, is just around the corner. Um, but in this University of Leeds study, they talked about a family of four. If we're going to stop global warming in North America, a family of four will have to live in basically stacked housing, about uh, 500 square feet for a family of four. Uh, your travel will be severely restricted um, to something like 3,000 miles every three years. Uh, and on and on it goes. This is what they're setting us up for. Do you think that? Do you do you believe that there will be climate change lockdowns in our near future? Oh yeah, and that's based on a complete total fraud. And you know, I've written up almost a hundred articles, uh, sixty at Canada Free Press, where probably half of them cover the global warming, carbon forcing fraud. But I want to flip the script on these people. I want to tell them. Uh, I'm sorry, World Economic Forum, you will own nothing, and we will be happy. So there, we're going to take all of their money. Uh-huh. Amen to we're that. Gonna, we're going to declare all of their uh, funds as ill-gotten gains, and we're going to 
you know, uh, take their seize their pirate ship and distribute it things equitably. And Trump had an executive order on that that anything that had been done through fraud, um, you could seize their assets. So you know we've got these guys big time, and I'm. <laughs> I'm no supporter of demagogues. I went to the Trump rally in Houston at the Toyota Center. It seats 18,000 people. They had 80,000 requests for tickets. I knew that it was not going to be get a ticket and you're in. It was going to be first come, first serve. I got there at 10 o'clock in the morning. There was 3,000 people in line. And they were the happiest people I've ever been around. We were singing songs. Everybody was talking. It was just really cheerful. I took some of my material about 911 and explained it to hundreds of people. And I only had like three people go, I don't want to believe that. And it's like, well, okay, don't. And then inside the rally, it was great. And then when he did a rally in 2019 in Dallas, I went to the American Airlines uh, arena, and it holds 22,000 people. There again, same problem, 100,000 tickets. I got there at 7 o'clock in the morning. There was already 500 people in line. I've been to three Rolling Stone concerts, and I tell you, the energy level at a Rolling Stones concert was not well, not as much as the energy level at a John, Donald Trump rally. So I went for those reasons, not because I'm a amazing, fan. Amazing, amazing. You know, because the guy did enormous amount of damage in a lot of areas. I didn't agree with his um, bombing of Syria twice because... His daughter came in and found a picture of a dead baby, even though she couldn't find one of dead babies in Palestine or Gaza or Libya or, you know, uh, Iraq or Afghanistan or any of the other uh, adventure wars we've been having for the last two decades. And so I disagreed with, and I disagreed with a lot of the policies and the CFR people that he surrounded himself with. You know, Goldman Sachs and the, his whole cabinet was riddled with with um, special interest folks. And so... Well, when you, know, you come to Washington without a Rolodex, unfortunately, <laughs> that's going to happen. Uh, we'll take another time out. Joseph Olson is Senior Fellow, Co-Founder at Principia Scientific International, Principia-Scientific.com. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. Welcome back. Just a heads up, we seem to be having some issues with our um, software that allows us to put callers on the air. So we may not be able to take phone calls, but if you uh, if you happen to be in the uh, the Zoom the Zoomer Radio uh, live chat and you have a question, please uh, submit that. And my live stream producer Ryan will forward that to me. Uh, but we are not live streaming on my channel, Strange Planet. Uh, tonight. All right, back to my conversation with Joseph A. Olson, co-founder and senior fellow with Principia Scientific International. And the website again is principia-scientific.com. Principia, that's P-R-I-N-C-I-P-I-A, principia-scientific.com. How many, uh, how many members do you have at Principia Scientific International? Uh, I think it's about 6,000 at this point, um, but we're getting way over a million views per month, which we had a real sudden jump back um, last fall. I think our coverage of the um, pandemic actually really boosted our readership quite a bit. 
and we put out usually about 10 articles per day that we research online. And like I said, it covers a wide variety of stuff. And, and it's a very interesting site to go to if you just want a daily update on 10 different things happening in science. But con- lately well, I, we've I, concentrated probably a third or a half on the COVID thing because it's it's critical for human future. I hesitate to ask this because I don't want to give anyone in authority any ideas, but how is it that you you have, haven't been taken down? Oh, we have been taken down. Uh, we had to go to a different server, and so I don't know how we're in a server right now that hasn't been attacked, but we were banned by Facebook last February, and we've been banned. You, you can't even put the term Principa Scientific on a website and not have it bounce back. And we were actually banned by Alan Watts, who's the owner of What's Up With That website, which is, you know, everybody's go-to site for climate stuff. But he's a lukewarmist, and he actually banned, uh, he, he did an auto-ban on his WordPress. And so if you put in a comment and you use the word faux science or slayers or um, Principles Scientific or Electric Universe. He had like eight or ten words and phrases that were auto-deletes. And he said, if you put these in any of your comments, they, I won't even have to reject it. It'll be automatically rejected. So that's the level of debate among somebody who claims to be a skeptic. And this was back in 2011. So, you know, it's it's not like there's there's a monopoly on monopolizing things it's it's across the board and it's certainly been heavy in the earth sciences it's really disturbing you know we've got people that are really really smart at our universities but the problem is they're so compartmentalized and almost everything is a dual use technology so when you develop something with the potential of being wonderful it can also be evil and we don't have anybody to control the the evil uses of these things. You start reading through the funding of the what the CDC and the NIH and the FDA have been funding, and it's absolutely outrageous what DARPA's been funding. I mean, they admitted that Lyme disease came from ticks that they brought into um, Long Island and grew in a uh, bioweapons lab and then released them to see what would happen. I mean... Is this really the kind of activity we need to have our governments engaged in? Uh, it's just its a shame that we don't have people with, with a greater moral standard and a, and a love of civilization and humanity in charge, or at least in a position of, of review and exposure. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, these people are doing evil. Look at what they're doing. But... At this point, we're you know we're we're limited by by the ever decreasing amount of of influence that we have. I mean, you know, the thing about truth is it's self-resonating. So when you say something that that people can understand in a coherent form and the evidence supports it, then it's like, oh well, yeah, that's you know that's obvious, and that's the wonderful thing about science. It's quantitative. It's predictable, and it's repeatable. 
And so if you have a scientific equation, anybody in the world can test it, and if it doesn't work, they can say, no, it, it, it's close, but it's not there yet, or it doesn't work at all. But now we Except now we hear, Joseph, where, now we hear... Now we hear all the time, the science is settled. The science is settled. We hear it about climate change. We hear it about the pandemic. The science is settled. That's that's such an anti-science thing to say. The science is never settled. It's absolutely antithetical. You, you can't have settled science. It quits being science once it's settled. I mean, we can... We can pretty much agree that gravity is, is not just a good idea, it's a law, but, you know, beyond certain basic principles, you, you don't have the, the flexibility of saying that everything else is that you can extrapolate from what is known provable physical science is justifiable, and that's the problem, you know? So, and, can and we trust the peer-reviewed system anymore? Oh, I have absolutely zero trust in it. Yeah. Um, let's let's pick up on that on the other side, Joseph. We've got a, this was a short segment. Publishing take companies a, are owned by by a group of monopolists. All right, we'll uh, pick up on that point on the other side. Joseph Olson stays with us for a few moments yet. We'll also dip into the uh, the live chat and take some questions. Uh, Sigma 6 has one as well. We'll get to that. Stay with us right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. So, Joseph, just before the break, I was asking you about the peer-reviewed process and whether you trusted, and you said not at all. There are 2,400 peer-reviewed journals, and how many? they're owned by how many companies or how many groups? There's six companies that own 2,400 publishing companies. They own like 1,500 radio stations. They own 9,000 radio radio stations, 1,500 TV stations, 1,500 newspapers, and they produce 95% of the entertainment uh, media. So bottom line is you have, have, well, it was six, and then, then there were some mergers, so now there's just five corporations worldwide that have virtual octopus control over absolutely everything that has to do with with information does that include the peer-reviewed journals though yeah includes all yeah includes all of them popular mechanics is owned by hearst corporation i used to read popular science it's owned by bonaire b-o-n-n-e-r those people have been were one of the original group that went to bilderbergs and they own like 50 publications all right, let's go to the uh, the live chat. Sigma6 asks, what are the long-term effects of taking the vaccine, re this blood clotting? Well, blood clotting is just one of the things. The antibody-enhanced disease is going to be a big problem. That's where your body actually starts attacking itself. When the RNA starts manufacturing spike proteins and it starts manufacturing them out of every cell, then you're going to have your body is going to say, well, gee, we've got a whole bunch of these spike proteins. We need to attack them. And so that's when your own body is going to have a cytokine storm and start killing your own organs. So that's, 
estimated when you're when you're confronted with the live disease after you've you've been vaccinated and that's what the, happened with all of the test animals that they showed an antibody response and then after they were confronted with with the wild virus a month or two later then they had an uh, antibody uh, enhanced reaction and that's what caused them to die so that's one these were the threat these were the ferrets in the uh, these were the ferrets in the, um, the the animal study for SARS-CoV-1 right yes and and also with the MERS and Ebola so they've been trying this for a long time they just haven't been able to pull it off did you hear about this Chinese professor who is uh, associated with the Communist Party. I mean, you can't get anywhere in Communist China unless you are, you know, a party member. And he, back in, uh, in, I guess it was February, March, maybe April of 20, 2021, he said that um, China has won a the bioweapon war against the United States, basically admitting that this was all uh, pre-planned and and that this this virus was directed at the West. Do you, do you, do you remember seeing that uh, that quote from this individual? Nothing has been made of it in the mainstream media. Well, yeah, because they want you to think everything's just an accident and that they're you know trying their best to help us. You know, it's like whatever. No, I, I had read that, and it's it's consistent with what all the evidence is at this point. And certainly the fact that they manufacture about 90% of our pharmaceuticals at this point. We've offshored absolutely everything. And when the, what they don't manufacture, they manufacture components for. So they've got the ability to infect us in enormous numbers of ways. And... Why anybody would would trust a system like this is beyond me. So, all right, uh, back to the uh, live chat questions. GBGN one asks, "What is your opinion, Joseph, on there being a designed cure antibody to this vax?" Hmm. Um. I think the people that that actually are at the top of the pyramid have avoided giving themselves this particular uh, therapy and so they're not going to have to have a cure but there probably are cures for some of the symptoms certainly and then some of these things uh, appear to have like the graphene appears to have a limited life cycle and so if you can find a way to overcome the um, and there again, we've got the uh, herpetin and biomelanin and uh, N-acethiotine, which is called NAC, which is a um, uh, breaks up protein, so it can break up the spike protein. And then these are uh, enzymes naturally occurring in our body. Well, or they're occurring in the environment. You know, the thing is. Plants have to deal with the same thing that we do in the way of threat vectors from mold, fungus, bacteria, and viruses, so they develop chemical defenses to them for their own health. And so, you know, there are naturopathic things, and they're saying that if you drink um, 
pine needle tea that it can actually reduce the spike protein shedding and formation. And so there's there's probably things that are, are going to be system treatments, and they may be able to prolong life, and they may actually, in some cases, be able to uh, completely reverse the effects. And some of the effects... The problem, though, is when you're introducing something that's gene splicing, that's affecting your family tree forever. So if you're one of the ones that got the mRNA, and that, that includes the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, but the Johnson Johnson is an adenovirus vaccine, but basically it, it's messing with your gene system, too. It's just doing it in a different way. So none of these things are safe. None of them should have been approved. And it, it'll just be time tells whether we're able to deal with the symptoms and, and, and reduce the amount of... Um, adverse reactions that people are having, but the best thing is to just avoid this completely. And interestingly enough, they played an Ontario commercial for free vaccines. Just go to the government and get one <laughs> while, while we were in commercial break. It was hilarious. There you go. Uh, Solar Warden asks, Joseph, I think you, you mentioned this actually in hour one, but let's just uh, repeat it, uh, the answer. Do you suspect the recent hacks on critical infrastructure such as the meat processing industry or the gas industry were attacks from within, so to speak. You you mentioned that earlier, so if you want to sort of repeat your answer on that. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, WikiLeaks re- uh, released information on Vault 7, which is a CIA program where they could hack anybody and then leave fingerprints to make it look like it came from somewhere else. So virtually everything that came as a as a Russian hack had questionable origin. And then Russia has set up their Internet system where they don't require IPS addresses. And so if you're a hacker anywhere in the world and you want to hack into a system, you go through Russia and then you've erased where your original source was coming from. And the hack on the East Anglia climate gate scandal back in uh, November of 2009 where they got access to 225,000 emails and they they released about 2,000 of them which were really damaging to the climate cause and I thought boy this is the end of it but they claimed that was a Russian hack and then actually somebody later took credit and said no it actually came out of Romania just went through Russia on its way into the East Anglia University. And then others have said it was an inside you know, download similar to what they're saying happened with Seth Rich and the, the DNC information. So, you know, there again, we've got a limited amount of information, so everything ends up being speculation. But uh, I would suspect that if you're being paid in Bitcoin, that the hackers are not sophisticated enough to be able to arrange that large a payment that wouldn't be tracked somehow. So I would expect that it was a state player that did it, and you know that probably the people at Colonial were in on it. You know, so interesting. All right. Well, Joseph, thank you for uh, for hanging out the last two year, uh, two hours. Always insightful. And again, we'll uh, direct people to. Uh, Principia Scientific International, or PSI for short, Principia-Scientific.com, Principia-Scientific.com, 
scientific.com or just go to strangeplanet.ca and if you click on Joseph Olson's name, it'll take you right to the website. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. I always appreciate uh, your time. Oh, delightful. Enjoy talking to you and your audience. All right. Thank you. We'll talk again soon, I hope. All right. That's it for me. My thanks to uh, Carlos and Ryan. Back next week, it'll be a repeat program as I'll be doing Coast to Coast. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ugh, having some starting trouble? We can help you out. Let's start with a free battery test. If you just need a charge, we can help with that too. And if you need a new battery, we've got a wide selection of replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And we're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries, including Duralast Platinum with AGM and EFB technology. That's why we're America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2020. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back.